Are you back to Pound Town yet? Yeah, totally. I, <laughs> okay. I, I live in Pound Town when it comes to this race. <laughs> if, if this horse loses, I, I will just be stunned. I will be stunned if this horse loses. He he might be the best horse in training in North America. I, I just can't see how you beat him. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets, RacingDudes.com, for all of your needs, RacingDudes.com, for all of your leads, RacingDudes.com, for all of your bets, RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. <laughs> What's up, I'm Jared Welch, he's our ultimate, this is Bleaker's Off, I was over here like, Looking at the game, watching the game, and I was like, ah, oh, I never even turned it on. I, I mean, partly your fault. You do so many shows. Why don't you just click it on there? <laughs> this is the one I'm not in charge of, so. <laughs> You're like, I'm not doing it. Uh, for those of you listening, I forgot to put our pictures or, or our, our video here on the screen when it started. Uh, what's up, guys? It's, uh, it's Thursday night, and we are we're done with Breeders' Cup preps. It's over. Uh, yes, was it today, yesterday, uh, the final prep. Ran and we are officially in Breeders' Cup, the actual Breeders' Cup mode. Three weeks out, Halter. How are you feeling? I feel great that we're done with the preps and it's actually coming. Uh, you know, it's actually uh, almost here now. Just a few weeks. Uh, once we get to this point in the season, it's like, okay, I'm ready. I, I, I hate the gap between uh, Saratoga Del Mar to Breeders' Cup. I, I just I can't stand it because that's all you really are looking forward to or thinking of. Uh, you know, once that Saratoga Del Mar meet, uh, Del Mar meet ends, uh, glad to have the preps out of the way. And now I'm, this is one of my favorite podcasts we do, uh, you know, when we're kind of two, three weeks out and we really start to take a deep dive into, into some of these fields and what they're going to look like, because we've got them starting to take shape now, right? We actually know who's going to be in the majority of these races. Dude, I mean, this is, I think these are like the most, uh, for, you know, for us, like, this time, the, the I know you say you don't like it, and I agree. I get it, like it, it is kind of you wish it's here. We've been it's kind of like the Derby. You've been studying all these. You've been watching every prep. You've been ready. Like you know every horse front and back. You you know you don't even have to look at a form. The same way with the Breeders' Cup, but at the same time, it, like it builds that hype, it builds that anticipation. So these next couple of weeks, as we kind of dive into this, whether it be on the pods, uh, on the website, whatever you know, articles, different things. Obviously, we've already started working on the guide that should be available. Uh, for pre-sale here probably tomorrow actually so um yeah i mean to me it's just it's the build-up and it seems like a rather chalky year we're going to talk a little bit about that that's the whole point of tonight's show pound or fade you know how these favorites you know there's every time you talk every time you watch a race every time you talk to somebody it's like there's another favorite you know golden pal threw <laughs> threw his name back in the hat like hey add me as a favorite here so you know, we're going to talk, go through these and see, um, we, you know, we talked about Golden Powell, you know, Latruska, you know, she obviously did her thing. 
any final thoughts? Um, you know, we kind of contemplated on how we we're going to do this show because different ways to go about it. You know, races. You know, the top five races that we saw this year, prep races, or uh, you know, you know, kind of lasting thoughts of how the how the Breeders' Cup prep season was. Like, any kind of thoughts as this, as we ended? As far as did anybody kind of say, "Oh, okay, I need to pencil that horse in." That was like a, a late a late arrival because we talked a little bit about that last week. How some of these horses, uh, you know, maybe you know, especially the Wesley Wards. Might be waiting to the end to show up. I thought Averly Jane and Golden Powell were the two winners of the of the last weekend. You know, and I say that because we kind of knew what Latruska was. We knew that horse was going to be the favorite, and we talked about that race. And this looked on paper that there was going to be no speed in that race, and she was going to cruise, and that really didn't change much. I think Golden Powell ran maybe the best race of his career at Keeneland uh, last Saturday, uh, you know, was able to fend off a horse in the stretch. We really haven't seen that from him, right? He usually gets out in front and they can't get to him. Or if they do get to him, he loses. Well, Fire Crow came up to him, looked like he was going to maybe go by him. And then Golden Powell re-rallied. And I thought that was big because he's going to probably have to do that. Uh, so I thought that was a huge race for him. And then his his female twin, but but a year later, I guess, uh, Averly Jane uh, looks like Golden Pal female version going into this two-year-old uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Um, she was, I thought, awesome at Keeneland. So, yeah, like I said, the two Wesley Ward sprinters there really kind of stood out. Uh, and I guess stay tuned whether we think these horses <laughs> are, are, are ones you should pound or ones you should fade. And that's the whole point of the show. As a little, and a little like, a, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but maybe a little, kind of give a teaser here. You know, Latruska. What'd you think? Like, is that, did, you know, cause I know you, you, uh, you and I both are just like kind of at the understanding, like how are we going to play her? Do we try to beat her? You definitely are like, I want to beat her. I wanted to beat her at that, in that race, but I, you know, you, you, you were smart enough, obviously not to, you want to beat her in the Breeders' Cup. Did, did anything change as far as, oh, I don't know if you can beat her or, oh yeah, I'm beating her. Yeah, I think everything kind of stayed the same because we kind of knew what she was coming in and then she got an easy lead and went gate to wire and it's like, well, we knew she was going to be the favorite anyway. We knew it's a horse that's going to be tough to beat in that race. I, it It's the situation of you're going to have to fade somebody <laughs> on, on Breeders' Cup Day. And she seems like a logical choice because of the fact that, well, maybe still get some pace pressure and somebody will come get her. Uh, yeah, I mean, but as far as Saturday, it didn't change a thing. I mean, this horse has it wrapped up, right? She reminds me of Midnight Bisou when she ran in the Breeders' Cup uh, distaff a couple years ago. Th that division's over. It doesn't matter win or lose. It really doesn't matter. So uh, she's got that division wrapped up. It'll just be can she win the, the big one. And she certainly is a de deserving favorite, but I'm sure a lot of us will try to beat her. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll get into that as well for sure. Yeah, Nick says really one, and that's how it is. One big horse goes down, the payouts blow up. And that's the key. Like, and that's kind of the idea behind today's show the, the pounder fade. How are we going to? How are we going to play these horses? And, you know, even though they are strong favorites and they've done a lot of great things this year, what horses are you going to try to beat? Because you're going to have to. I mean, even if even if you use in the, in the multis, you're going to have to take swings in certain sections. If you want to go single, life is good or, or Jackie or whatever, sure. But even if you like life is good, maybe you throw in another one just in case. And just because if life is good or Jackie goes down, shit gets crazy. Absolutely. And I, I think Nick's right of a comment, and that's going to be the key to the whole Breeders' Cup. Uh, it's it's going to be, okay, 
choose the, and that's like, again the whole point of the show where is that favorite that a lot of people are going to bet that i can beat and if you yeah. beat them then you can have a couple favorites in the other legs and it'll be just fine we saw it last year and we're you know okay here's the horses that we can really center our bets around now who are some favorites that we can beat rushing fall last year we beat her you know i mean it, and you could go on with a few more but that's the point of the show that's and that's going to be the key to this one because every race, save maybe three or four, are going to have a they're going to have a favorite that's probably less than two to one, and maybe like less than like seven to five. A lot of them. I mean, it's it looks really top heavy, and so we got to find these horses that we can beat now. Yeah, that's just it, you know. And like, I, I think the Nick says like I think you know it's better taking chances uh, in sprints, and I think everyone kind of has their opinion of races or horses that they, you know they have that. And that's just it. Like, just you're gonna have to create some sort of angle. Not really create, but if that's your angle, go with it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, ah, I'm just, I'm just not playing Bob Baffert this whole Breeders' Cup. Well, that might be dumb. <laughs> we'll find out. But hey, if that's what it is, go with it. Like, you gotta t- keep taking an angle because it's gonna be hard to come up with horses to beat a horse like Jackie's Good or Life is Good, Jackie's Warrior. Life is Good. Like, I mean, it's just gonna be hard to do that. But if you want to make money in this Breeders' Cup, you might have to try to do it. So, all right. So, look, we're going to do that. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go through all 14 races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships and identify the potential favorites to pound as well as the ones to fade. Let's go. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Off in the long scene Breeders' Cup Curve. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. They're off in the long scene Breeders' Cup Distaff. Everett's the bar. Will they charge a final man? Mojo Benjamin! This is unbelievable! Zenyatta! What a performance! One will never forget! Looked impossible! kick things off with uh friday of course racing of course it's the uh, now they do it with all the juvenile races on friday move it over to saturday for all the main rent you know so we got five on friday to discuss here we'll start with the juvenile turf uh this is a you know this is this race is worth a million dollars mile going great obviously these are all going to be grade ones for two-year-olds all these will be two-year-old races so you know as you go through the 
especially these juvenile turf races, there's a couple too. It becomes difficult to even find a favorite because you're talking, you know, two-year-olds that have very lightly been raced on the, you know, on the turf, the lightly raced period. Going to the Breeders' Cup, and you really don't know exactly what international horses might ring. You know, because a lot of times these juvenile turfs are where you see a really random uh, international show up. So, one, who do you think the favorite is? I I put Albar. It could go a thousand different ways, and honestly, to me, and you kind of mentioned this earlier to me, it's like maybe these these turf races, these juvenile turf races, are like more like Euros or US. I, I think this one is one where we're going to need to get a prize home uh, because you look at the dirt races we're going to talk about a little later and maybe the juvenile turf sprint might be kind of chalky here. You know, I was on Annapolis and I, I still think that horse has a shot and is one I want to play. But, you know, that last race wasn't overly impressive from him. Uh, plus, you've got all these horses that might come over from Europe. Uh, you know, Tis the Bomb didn't look too bad either at Keeneland last weekend. I think we've got a little bit of a mishmash here. So uh, I think the favorite will be a European shipper. And, and, and for the sake of argument, let's say it's Albar. Uh, again, we don't know exactly still who's coming over for this one. I, I'm fading the favorite in this uh, in this race. That's that's a long story short here. I just don't think <laughs> playing a short price in this race is very smart. Uh, there's not really a standout on our side of things. And unless Europe really brings over kind of a monster, uh, I'm going to take a price here. I'm, I'm going to be looking for a price on this one. Yeah, that's kind of where I was with, with this one as well. Like, I, Albar seems to be the horse, right? But, you know, Tiz the Bomb looked really good um, last last week mm-hmm. for uh, Kenny McPeak. Obviously, Annapolis, like I said, Albar, Charles Appleby, this is a horse. You know, this horse is, uh, you know, came over, ran, and was like, like awesome in the summer stakes um and then of course tis the bomb you look back at this one this was just over the weekend won that last race of the day on last weekend the, the bourbon stakes and i mean we talked about that horse last week on you know i was my pick I was like hey if it's a favorite well of course it was favorite and he won i was like shit this horse must be really good mini big peak on the turf with the first you know like this horse is supposed to be really good so point of the be- point being like it does feel like a race that you can take legitimate shots against the favorite because even if the favorite is three to one even there's going to be a four to one there's going to be a five to one there's going to be a seven to one that are all very interesting now that's the thing that sometimes the european horses will come over you might want the one that's the third choice out of the european ones if not. yeah so yeah I, I i just think it's we're just in a holding pattern with this race but again you just don't want to take a chalk here very often. I think that the, the, the favorite just doesn't win this race all that often. It didn't win it last year either. Fire at Will won this race. Uh, you know, Huge price. So, yep. Yeah, and of course, that's a good uh, little segue into the uh, the trends coming out. The 14 trends of the Brewers Cup I put it out every year on the race. It's for, for free on the side. It's, just a, it's a little supplement guide to the actual wagering guide. And it's just a, a, a stat or something to go off a trend um to go off for every single race and that's stuff that you know that i always point out like you know us for you know have us has dominated on the turf in this particular race us never wins on this race whatever it is just and it, it is a, it's a perfect kind of it, it kind of turned it started out as this kind of be like oh it's just it's kind of fun let's just do it and now it's like it because the breeders cup is so difficult in terms of evenly matched and it kind of gives you some sort of edge or some sort of like okay i like both these horses but us hasn't won this race in like 
six years, so I'll go, you know what I mean? It gives you at least one more thing, and to me, that's a big thing, a big help. Um, it's not the end-all, be-all, but I think it's a help when it comes to, you know, making your final picks. So that'll be out in a couple weeks, probably next week, I'd say, end of next week. Uh, so look for that at racingdudes.com. It's absolutely for free. All right, let's look to the juvenile turf sprint. So this one, I have a feeling you and I both are going to be sitting here looking like we want to pound this one. Uh, Averly Jane, we talked about her in the intro a little bit. She shows up. We talked about her last week that she could be a freak. She ran like a freak. I mean, I think Wesley Ward might have himself a pretty good one here. Like, it's like the it's like the golden pal this year. It's kind of interesting when they created this race. Uh, I was like, oh this will be a hard race to get right every year. This will be tough. And it's been the yeah. exact opposite. I've never missed it. And it seemed like very, very clear winners. I'm not bragging on myself saying I never missed it. I'm just saying these are seem like very clear winners every year. Uh, last year, maybe the clearest of all. But the horse that we had the most confidence in uh, was Golden Powell in the whole Reader's Cup. First race. And, and, he, win, and, and he wins it. Um, Averly Jane for me is the horse. Uh, I think if she shows up here, she will win this thing easily. So I, I'm going to go Averly Jane here. I, I will take the favorite. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure she will be. So Averly Jane for me, I thought she looked great at Keeneland. I think if she shows up here. She's kind of the female version of Golden Powell, in my opinion. I think this horse will be very tough to beat. Yeah, it, uh, Mark says, might as well call it the Wesley Award Handicap. Obviously, Golden Powell won this thing last year. Um, in 2019 four-wheel drive won this of course for wesley ward yep. um and then that wasn't four-wheel drive was a uh was an ap horse wasn't wasn't he uh yep. or wasn't she i guess um yep oh it was a he um and then the 18 was that first the very first year like you mentioned and that of course was bulletin so uh yeah you're right it does it definitely feels like it's like it's top heavy this race is you know and again we only have three years under a belt but in averly jane is like the, the perfect horse to jump in there and be like, listen, you need to be, you need to bet me, right? Uh, because it definitely, yep. she's got speed. She's obviously very talented. It's Wesley Ward, like say no more. Like Wesley Ward's going to kind of dominate this thing. So I'm with you. This is a pound race for both you and I, the juvenile turf sprint. I only have two pounds on the juvenile card. So uh, this is one of them. So let's look. Anything else to add to this race? Nope. All right, let's look at the... Uh, Juvenile Phillies turf. Now this one, again, this is another one to me. I get that you would want to. Again, I'll, I'll I'll jump it to you because I think this one, another one that's like internationals coming in. You don't really know who's going to be here for sure. I put Wild Beauty as the possible favorite. Obviously, this is a horse that Appleby trains as well. Uh, it came in, won the Natama, has already ran again overseas and got fifth. So that's kind of funny. Like, that horse has already ran one more time. Will they bring her? I don't know. But it seems like if she shows up, she would be a very strong candidate. But I'm going to use the fade because I just think, like, there's other I, there's other horses to use. Well, and again, uh, with, with these, especially these juvenile races, you just yeah. don't know the field. So don't lock us into anything we say here because the, the, the fields are kind of changing daily as to who's coming and who's not. But you're right. I, I, I totally agree. I, I'm fading the favorite in this race. I'm going to try to get a price home here as well. Uh, not quite sure who yet. It, it seems like this is another situation that's identical to the male side of the juvenile turf. It's just like, yeah, I just I don't love anything we have. And I don't know what Europeans are going to come up. And I, I, I just couldn't think Wild Beauty's going to even going to come 
after running again, uh, you know. know, after just running on the 19th. So I don't know what to make of that. I, I, I'm definitely, I don't think I'm with the favorite here at all. I, I'm going to fade. That's the thing. Like, it's a fade, but it's like, I don't even know who to fade. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of, and I guess that's kind of the point, right? Because the fact that I don't even know who the favorite would be. Anytime there's a, it just, it's kind of like the juvenile turf. Like, it feels like that's a, this is a very much like that kind of race where it's like, yeah, the favorite might be Wild Beauty if she shows, but shit, I mean, I, there might be three other horses in there that I they like just as much, or that could beat her, you know? So, um, yeah, to me, this is a fade race. All right, let's go to the juvenile fillies, and you might be surprised. I, I this one, it, I might change, but right now I'm, I'm using, obviously Echo Zulu is gonna be sitting here as a, as a favorite. I mean, she's been awesome. And I put her as a fade just because I just, I, as good as she's been, I, I still think there's, I don't know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I may have got him switched, but I'm gonna pound in the juvenile and I'm gonna fade her here. I think it's a two horse race. I'm gonna play two horses here and, and no matter who wins it, I'm gonna win as far as exactus, tries, multis, and that's yes, Nick, Juju's yes. map. A horse I really, really liked. I'm between her and, and Echo Zulu. So in, in one sense, yes, I might end up playing against the favorite Echo, Echo Zulu with Juju's map. But in the other sense, I don't really count that as, a, oh, I'm fading the favorite. Because Juju's map's going to be bet down, just like Echo Zulu. Uh, I, I'm going to go on one of those two. I think it's a two-horse race. I really liked Juju's map in the Darley Alcibiades at Keeneland. And this horse kind of reminds me, and we said it, I said it before the race too, it kind of reminds me of that essential quality path, uh, but now for the Phillies. So, so, you know, same connections as well. So I, I think she's super interesting. Um, I still may end up on Echo Zulu when all said and done. I think that's a really special Philly. I think people are like, well, maybe that's the Jackie's warrior of, of the Phillies, you know, this year. Just like uh, uh, the Jackie's Warrior is such a quality matchup. I, I could see it. I could see it. I could see it going either way. I'm going to go with one of those two. So I'm not really going to count that as a fade for me. But I think it's going to it's gonna be one of those two horses. Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit like that. That's what was the example I was going to throw out there. And that's the, and that's the whole reason why, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I was going to fade. Because I kind of assumed Echo Zulu will be the favorite. But like I say, it'll be close. You know, if you listen to last week's show... In this race, in the, uh, what was it, Darley Alcibiades, um, you know, Halter and I both, like, we both liked the two Cox horses. I made this, I made the Portis, they were one, two, top of the stretch, mine faded, I don't remember the name of her, um, Godolphin horse, but, uh, and then yours, obviously, Juju's map is awesome, it's like, between those two, and it seems like, one. it's like, whatever happened, we said, seems like this horse could be the horse you want to use in the Breeders' Cup, and I, Juju's map was awesome. Yeah, and, and and you know, I think you have this situation, and I, I don't know if it scares you like it scares me. I don't. I'm trying not to have too much PTSD from last year, but it's like you look at Jack Christopher, you look at uh, uh, Echo Zulu horses that are going to be stretching out, you know, into the Breeders' Cup for the first time. Jackie's Warrior as dominant as he was going into that race last year, clearly, and I was obviously we know now. I mean, he's a sprinter, but distance was not his thing and you kind of found out the hard way um going into that race especially when brad cox brought in kind of this friend just like juju's map so i think that's the danger i feel i feel more strongly 
here than I do as far as playing against Echo Zulu than I do in the Juvenile. Just because I feel like Juju's map is proven to run this distance. I, I think, though, I get it. Uh, and I get the whole Jackie's Warrior thing from last year. I wouldn't hold that really against all Aspusen horses. I mean, he's won two turn races before. <laughs> it's, it's not like that kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah. I get it because oh, it, does, it does That's just feel so much the same. You know, the, the, the Cox horse wins at Keeneland going two turns. The Aspusen horse wins at Belmont going one turn. Yeah, I know it's a male and a female this year. Yeah, I know they're different races, but it seems like the exact same thing. So uh, I, I can't get it over my uh, like over my head either. Just like, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna let that happen again, are you? But in, at the end of the day, they are two six completely different horses. So <laughs> we'll see. Different horses, different sexes, different years. Like, there's really nothing the same about it at I all, mean, really. But, it's but yeah, really not the same at all. It feels right. exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, Juju's map. This is this race has kind of turned into now. I think Juju map being back, you know, kind of throwing her name in there. It's like okay, this race is something interesting here. I mean, because it was Equizula. It's like well, she's probably she's better than everybody else. Even if she doesn't like the distance, like class alone, probably be a better enough for her to do it. Juju's map and Brad Cox. I mean, look, Brad Cox is gonna, he might win like 10 Breeders' Cup races. Like, he's, he's gonna be loaded all around. Um, she's got the two top favorites in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I mean, it's it's Brad Cox's Breeders' Cup, feels like. So, all right, let's go to the, the main event on Friday. Of course, that is the TVG Juvenile. And this is a hell of a race as well because you got, obviously, like I mentioned, Jack Christopher uh, coming in uh, from the East Coast, but Corniche. For the uh, the Hall of Famer Bob Baffert, uh, who dominated, I mean, no shocker. This Cornish has been awesome. Of course, staying out west, coming in. I mean, to me, it's I put Cornish as a favorite. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think just given that it's Del Mar and the way this horse has won, I imagine uh, Cornish will be the favorite. Jack Christopher, Rattle and Roll, Good Night. I mean, Papa Cap, Double Thunder, Pinehurst is another Bob Baffert. But would you? I mean. I have Corniche as the favorite, and I put it as a pound because I just have a feeling this horse is going to win. It's going to be like it's going to cap off the day. You're like, well, Bob Baffert won the biggest race of the day. It does kind of seem that way, doesn't it? I I'm kind of with you. I I think Jack Christopher provides a, a a challenge. I don't think there's any doubt, but I think second time going long for Corniche probably going to improve off of this race where Jack Christopher runs two turns for the first time. And I think his pedigree is questionable um, as far as going long. I, I do think uh, Jack Christopher could, like I said, he could, he could beat him, he could challenge, but I just have a feeling coordination is going to run big here. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I, 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 I think he's, he's definitely one. We got a pound. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, let me be clear. I like Jack Christopher more like in terms of like, I would obviously love to see Jack Christopher win. I was very impressed with how yeah. he won. Like, I think he's got a ton of upside. I think he's going to only get better. I think Chad Brown's got himself a very nice horse for the three-year-old year horse that we'll be drafting here in a few months in our fantasy league. Like, I think a lot of Jack Christopher, but it just kind of has the feeling that Bob Baffert's going to do his thing with this horse. Neither one of them have lost. You know, Courtney, or uh, uh, Jack Christopher was awesome in, in the champagne. 
he beat a lot of good horses that day. So I think it's really between those two for me. But do you, do you agree that do you think Cornish is the favorite when they go to the post? Yep, I think so. Baffert going two turns. Uh, you know, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, Jack Christopher had got a very big adjusted buyer now. And that certainly is a horse that could take a lot of money. Uh, but no, I, I think I think it's going to be Corniche that'll end up being the favorite. His, all the, I don't know. His buyers are kind of low. He uh, got a low buyer there for Santa Anita, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. It'll it'll be between those two. It definitely feels like I think it's Corniche off the like off the like the uh, the TV. Like he's off the screen. Like he wins mm-hmm. by out, or he's still running you know this time next year you know what i mean like i, I think he he's one he's all or nothing so that's that's the thing like so with corniche i i feel like yeah, you could single him or you can if you're playing tried stuff you don't even use him underneath like i i think he's just he's all or nothing and that kind of does like do you understand what i mean like seems like sometimes yeah. these bob baffert kind of freaky type horses that are young and get into this kind of race they either just completely explode or they just, you can tell like midway in the far turn, it ain't happening. Oh, I 100% agree. And if you need evidence, just look at the last few races, yeah. the juveniles on the dirt, the last few years, they either run off the screen or they're terrible. I can't think of the name of the damn Philly last year. Uh, I think she was, no, she was, I think she was second choice that looked awful. Uh, gosh, can't think of the name of her. Um, got like fourth or fifth. I think beat one horse, but yeah, she was nowhere to be found. Um, so yeah, I mean that's just that's that's how these Baffert horses run in these situations. Uh, it was Princess Noor. Yeah, Princess Noor. Yep. 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 She be and then crazy, uh, beautiful Eight Rings came into the juvenile in uh, 2019 as a as kind of the well, if Dennis's moment doesn't run well, Eight Rings will win this thing pretty easily, and he was right there and just quit as well. Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I think. <laughs> Like he may have beat Dennis's moment, but barely, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it, it was really it, bad. Horses of his, they don't run well when they lose these races. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It, it you know, it is hard. All or nothings. I, I think with with a course like Corniche, you just make it simple. It's like if you're playing your, if you're playing multis, you got to use. Um, if you're playing, you know, you know, exactas and tries, you keep. If you're keen, don't even mess with boxing it because. Just play them on top and and don't even waste your money on playing them in second or third because it just seems like it's a. I'm hard pressed to see it's like for us to be like wow Corniche ran huge but Jack Christopher just ran better. It's like no, it's either gonna be Corniche ran huge and won for fun. How are we gonna handle this horse now moving forward because obviously he can't run at the Kentucky Derby as of now, or it's well, that's not you know he's obviously a joke so or you know so I think it's one of the two. Uh, to recap. Friday, Juvenile Turf, I have a fade. You have a fade as well. Juvenile Turf Sprint, we're both pounding Averly Jane. Say that a couple times. Uh, Juvenile Phillies Turf, uh, we're both fading the Juvenile Phillies. Did you pound with Echo Zulu or you fade? Well, I I, I said I'm going to pick one of the others, so I didn't really – it wasn't a true pound or fade. It's like I'm going to pick one one of the two favorites, so whatever you want to label that. So so you copped out on that one. Okay, and then the Juvenile, we both are pounding – Corniche, I, I, I can't. I mean, we're gonna pound her or pound him. We're gonna, you're gonna pound Corniche on Friday. We're gonna roll that into Saturday. Let's go to Saturday racing. And let's, 
Let's pound a Philly here. What do you say? Or mayor. I guess she's a mayor at this point. Uh, Gamine, the Philly and mayor sprint. I mean, this might be the lock of the Saturday. I mean, there's a lot of locks on the Saturday. It feels like we're going to talk about all of them here. But Gamine seems very hard-pressed to lose here. I'm going against Gamine. Whoa. I'm not, not going to. I'm going to try to beat Gamine at this Breeders' Cup. I've just decided that you, you got to go against somebody. I, I'm going to go against her here. I, I just, I pray that she just doesn't show up. Uh, I pray that we get a little bit of pace presence from Bella Sophia to maybe get Gamine a, a little vulnerable early. You know what? I'm fading Gamine. <laughs> Mark says, uh, yeah, just pounding juveniles just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that she'll get you arrested, Mark. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I... I I think you're crazy i think you're crazy i think the hate has gone too far like they're saying like we don't know who's gonna be here bell's the one may not be there which there's no way bell's the one i just don't feel like bell's the no. one can beat her i mean i bell sophia cc sconson I, I don't know like i just don't see how she i, I this is a this to me this is a circum like kind of a circumstance obviously I think she's the best horse in the race, but I just think even if she doesn't quite show, like her class alone should should be enough to win here, right? I, I just feel like she's like she's gonna have to absolutely run like trash to not win. The problem is the the, the competition. I, I totally agree, but I think Bella Sophia she's ran a couple of races in a row here that makes me think that's better than anything Gamine has beaten this year. Because because Gamine just hasn't ran against much, and if Bella Sophia isn't here, uh, then obviously I think Gamine becomes uh, uh, I mean, Gamine's a strong play no matter what. But well, listen, guys, you got to try to beat somebody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, look, I, everybody told me Unique Bella was unbeatable in this race the last time I was at Del Mar, and she was. I don't think she's finished yet. So you you have to try to beat somebody, and I. I think you look at Gamine's races this year, they have not been like they were last year. So I, I think I'll take a shot against her here. We're going to have some, we're going to have to have to have some conversations on this one when it comes to the, cause I, I, you know, I get your, I get your logic and I get that like, you know, we even like we, like we've mentioned before when she's ran this year, it's like, well, her numbers aren't what she used to be, but they're still really good. And so yeah. I just, I feel a little bit like her, with her, like I did about not to compare them, but like with Bell's the one last week. Bell's the one won, wasn't super impressive. One, and like we said on the pod, it's like, well, she's just the best horse in the race, and the pace really sets up. And it's like I just think she's going to yeah. be good enough to win. And she was, but it wasn't like I still feel. I, I feel like Gamine, like she gets the lead, she's going to fight her ass off. I just it may not be pretty. We'll find out, but I just don't see how she wins or how she doesn't win here. So. She's a pound for me. Gamine is a pound. You're fading. That's a, that's a shock. That's, a, that's an well, absolute again, shock. Three weeks out, and we don't know the full fields yet. So right. that, that could change things. I get it. I get it. I mean, we're taking stands right now, and obviously things can change. So please don't make this your last podcast you listen to prior to making no. a bet at, uh, at the Breeders' Cup. All right, let's go to the turf sprint. This one will be interesting, what you thought here. Okay, so the turf sprint uh golden pal it's like hey remember me guys i was a horse that dominated last year at the breeders cup in the juvenile turf i'm back like okay he's dominant last week like he was the most dominant horse on the uh, on the card yet or on last weekend and he wasn't even in like the saturday 
Breeders' Cup when you're in like events at Keeneland were underwhelming. But he was started off the, the stakes and he was awesome and he wasn't even in one of the races. So he's back. He won the Woodford. He was dominant. Like you said earlier, he bat hit a bat a little bit. He looked like he might be done. And you're like, uh oh. He battled, he re rallied, and one like just drew off. So this horse is obviously extremely talented and he's back. To me, he's a pound. Like if he shows up, he's a pound. Uh oh. Uh oh. My goodness. Look at I'm, this, guys. I'm taking a shot against him. I am. I've seen the horse when he gets to this top, tip top level, get beat a couple times overseas. And again, I think the big key is who do we get in the race? I think that's going to be uh, the big, big thing here. I I kind of like Lieutenant Dan. I, I've liked that horse for a while. Horse one, last time out at Santa Anita, horses really love Del Mar. I, I'm going to take a shot with Lieutenant Dan here uh, as of right now. I, 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 I don't know that I'll be able to stick with it because I too love Golden Pal, always have. Uh, but as of right now, I, I'm going to try to take a shot against Golden Pal. Wow. I just, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm a little bit in shock right now. I mean, I really thought Golden I thought we could at least come together on Golden Pal. I, I just, you, you watch these races at Del Mar on the, on the turf when they sprint, man, and the favorite hardly ever wins those things. They just don't. They didn't the last time the Breeders' Cup was here either. Yeah, now I will say this, and again, we I, we reserve our right to, to change, but like there's, you know, yeah, he like the, the five furlong turf sprint, so I gotta take a shot. Bad break, the race is over. Ross, I can't, I mean, you just cannot trust Golden Pal to finish. He's not hitting the wire hard enough for me. I, you got you kind of look, you kind of look back and wonder, you know, what that race was. Like, did he, did he fight him back? In, in on Saturday, I mean, or was it like the horses just weren't overly talented and that's why he was able to do that? Uh, that that race Saturday makes it hard for me to say this. I, I, he was a fade for me until that race on Saturday. So I, not hitting the wire hard enough, I don't agree with that. But I just think it's a turf sprint. He's going to face pressure early in the race and, and maybe somebody can come up and nip him i've seen it happen to him before when he faces that top level competition so maybe that could be the case here again i'm gonna have to analyze who else is in the field that's who who actually shows up it's gonna be big but as of now i i do kind of think he's vulnerable now listen i they're not the two strongest pounds uh i've got let's see how many do i have there's what are there, how many races are there? Uh, nine races on Saturday, and I've got one, two, three, four, five. Five, and so these two are pounds, but I would say they're easily the the two least that I feel as far as the, how the pounds go. Because um, I, I, the next couple weeks, I'm gonna have to. I'm on Golden Pound. I thought that was, and again, it's gonna depend on who ends up showing up for this race. I, I feel strongly about Gamine, more strongly about Gamine pounding than I do Golden Pal. Let's just put it that way. I think Gamine is, I, she might be, a, she might be the lock of the weekend. I mean, I'm, I just think, I, I just think she, there's no way she loses. Okay, talk about no way she that they can lose. Let's go to, uh, let's go, we'll kick things off with there's two that I think no they can't lose. But let's go to the Dirt Mile, the Dirt Mile, and of course, make no mistake about it, life is good. Going to be your favorite at this race of course now trained by todd pletcher has been very good horse uh, as well of course got beat by jackie's warrior which is only a only a you know feather in your cap really at this point because 
you know anything you compare to Jackie's Warrior, you're in the, you're doing something right. This horse obviously was awesome in the Kelso, got second in the Jerkins, which was unbelievable uh, a race, and of course hadn't lost before that. So life is good. Obviously, you think I'm sure this horse will be the favorite. And are we? Are you? Are you back to Pound Town yet? Yeah, totally. I, <laughs> okay. I, I live in Pound Town when it comes to this race. <laughs> if, if this horse loses, I, I will just be stunned. I will be stunned if this horse loses. He he might be the best horse in training in North America. I I just can't see how you beat him. And here's the other thing: before before Pletcher. We kind of had the thought of, well, here's how you beat him. You get after him early and you run him into the ground. He's kind of shown that he can kind of sit a little bit in his last couple of races. Ah, I think he will just gallop in the spot. Uh, yeah, so he is, he's pound town for me. Dude, and then, you know, you look back and look at how how awesome following C looked last weekend. You know, you and I are both afraid to use him and, and or you pick him on top. And, and uh, of course, the horse is dominant and this horse is Scott fucking annihilated my life is good in jackie's warrior that day and jerkin so i mean that race was maybe the most productive race of the whole season in terms of breeders cup races you know we're gonna see jackie's warrior we're gonna see life is good of course we'll see following c i'm sure so it's like it's a damn good race so i'm with you i i don't see a scenario and i mean if he shows up like if he shows up then i just don't see like Silver State, I I, saw, I can't remember who, who said it over here. Yeah, life is good, Silver State exact. It sounds like a great idea. I mean, that, like, ice cold. Because I just don't, I mean, Silver State will run a good race, but you can't be life is good. Can I Can I have permission to put a comment up? Dude, you always do. So don't, don't act like you don't. Life is good would Uh-oh. absolutely eat Omaha Beach alive. The comment says, life is good gives me Omaha Beach vibes in the dirt mile. That horse, Omaha Beast Beach, Beach, wishes he had a quarter of the talent <laughs> of life is good. Okay, that's it. Now, now I will say this, just so you don't, you know, so Doctor Fear and uh, doesn't, you know, cry themselves to sleep tonight. Uh, like, it, I get what they're saying. Like, in terms of Omaha Beach, came into that race like can't lose. This horse looks like he was very dominant. Obviously, was very good um, earlier in that year just didn't do it like did ran a good race got way too far back i agree i completely agree with what you're saying but i do think what they're saying is like it definitely feels like it could be that situation i don't see it happening obviously i'm gonna guess you're gonna say if you had to pick because i have like i have two horses or two races that are caps all caps pound and it's this one and it's the sprint i'm guessing you would agree with that you, I mean, which one would you say if it's going to be an upset? It's probably this one. Oh, right? I think if there's going to be an upset, it might be the sprint over this one, actually. Because I just saw the other thing about this race, it's just like, who's in here that's really that good? Like, yeah. In this one? Ginobili? I mean, Silver State. I mean, Silver State is good. Silver but State not just lost at parks to um, mind control. Silver State couldn't beat Maxfield. Dude, there's eight rings. Because, okay, I'm just going to throw a scenario at you. Bob Baffert had life is good. He lost life is good. They moved over to Pletcher because of all the shit. He has eight rings who just suddenly is great again. He's like, fuck you guys. 
I'll bring in eight rings and I'll beat you with life is good because I know <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know I, I know the the right if, stuff to if, use. If, that, if, if eight, so eight rings, rings beats life is good in this race, I I will. Will you even? Will you just stop watching? They'll probably have to carry me out of Del Mar on Saturday. <laughs> it might be in the back of an ambulance. That's how just done I'll be. It kind of feels like what's going to happen is life is good. We'll hit the top of the stretch in the lead, and eight rings will be kind of like coming up to the outside. You're going to be like, oh no, because that happened with uh, wasn't it eight rings or no? It wasn't eight rings, was it? In that race at Oakland to Jackie? No, it wasn't eight rings. Who was it? Who was the that who was the, the baffer that came into Hot Springs and what, what, what was it even Jack? Who was it? Uh that was a well first of all, uh that was, was a three year old race. Yeah, it wasn't Jackie. And eight rings is like twenty seven years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. Now. I can't think of the who name was of that horse. Went over to ran, ran in Florida after that race. because um, you, you had a similar statement like if this horse wins, I'm never showing up again. Um, yeah, really oh, it was uh, it was at essential quality in the okay. Uh, now we're getting yeah. Started. He finished second at essential con uh, now one concert tour. Uh, Spielberg, yeah. Spielberg. Yes, Spielberg. Thank you. Yeah. Now for half a second, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, he made a nice little move. I know. There. So, yeah. anyways, um, I think to me, if there's, I don't know, to me, if there's an, I think Jackie's Warrior is like one of the best. I mean, I've gone. I'll admit it. I said it. I leaned over to you at uh, at the at Belmont Park that day and said, uh, you know, maybe Jackie's Warrior just is not like maybe Jackie's Warrior is like just an average. Like maybe that the turf or the sprint division is just not very good. I was wrong, and uh, I not not only was I wrong because that horse drained the clock beat him that day. Um, I was way wrong. Like I think he might be one of the best sprinters. We've well, three-year-old sprinters certainly that we've seen in a very, very long time. So, I tend to go on if he's go if someone's going to get beat, his life is good. Um, but I think it's very, very, uh, very unlikely. All right, let's move on to the let's go to the Philly the Maker's Mark Philly and Mare Turf. Now, this one might be, um, you know, fatable. Uh, where do you you know this is obviously one that. Word Like Goddess is probably going to be your favorite uh, in here. She's been nothing but awesome, uh, really, since, like, March this year. Uh, she's been very, very good. She rolls in here. Maybe she wants to go longer. You know, maybe this is too short for her, but we'll find out. Halterman, Word Like Goddess, do you agree that she's the fave? And Pounder Fade. Going to be the favorite. Right now, I have War Like Goddess as the pick, but I just have a feeling I'm going to end up trying to take a little bit of a price to try to beat her. I, I, I'm on, I don't know that for sure. I'm, this is one I'm really on the fence with uh, a little bit uh, coming in, but I, I kind of think we can beat her if a couple of Europeans come over that are really strong. Uh, you know, and last year on October uh, 14th, if you would have told me about this race, I wouldn't have picked a Daria because I didn't even know she was coming, right? Then she came and it's like, I love this horse and she wins at 14 to one. I mean, that kind of, that that's kind of what I feel like could happen here. Certainly not gonna force that. Uh, right now, I, I, I do have Warlike Goddess on top, but I am probably going to go against her once I know who else coming over. Yeah, and you know, uh, Nick says Blowout is going to win this race. And I, I kind of, that's, I, not necessarily with Blowout. I mean, Blowout could if, if that's where they end up going with her, but which I imagine they will. Um, that's kind of where I went with why I went with the fade here, because as much as I like Warlike Goddess, 
I feel like, okay, one, maybe it's a little short for, it's probably not, but maybe it is. And two, you kind of want to see who, like, it feels like Chad Brown's going to, whether it be blowout or obviously, you know, my sister Nat won last time out. It seems like Chad Brown's going to have a say in here, like a, like a last kind of Hail Mary type of say. I don't think it's my sister Nat. Blowout seems very, very logical. Ran really well um, last time out. So, I... I don't know. Like I have been right and I've been wrong with Warlike Goddess all season. I, I've taken shots against. I've used her, been right. I, I, so I just feel like it, maybe the, the show ends at the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about her here, but again, it, it's it's going to take a pretty solid horse to beat her. So it's just going to depend on who we see coming over. Yeah. Would you? I guess you if you're picking Warlike Goddess, you would say US. Like if you're saying US versus Euros here. Do you lean towards the Euros at all? Yeah, I think the Euros will be where I, I end up landing. It's just a matter of, okay, who are we actually going to send over, boys? Okay, uh, this one's pretty good. I like this one. You know, that kind of thing. And again, uh, this time last year, we didn't know about Tarnawa, and we didn't know about Adaria. We didn't know if those two horses would show up, and they did, and, and we picked them, and they won. You know, so uh, that's the thing with this one. You're just not quite sure yet. I say this to, to uh, the finals on blowout. If Pratt sticks aboard with blowout and she runs here, watch out. I mean, yep. he is dangerous on that horse. Like that's what we said last. Like when she ran, it's like listen, like if, if he's you know when he's back on, like she's got a shot now because <laughs> she yep. he rides her very very confidently and he showed it last time out. All right. Let's go to uh, the Qatar Racing. We'll just call it the Sprint. But it's a Qatar Racing Sprint. Um, of course, we talked about this a little bit ago with Jackie's Warrior. Make no mistake about it. The question will be how big of a favorite will Jackie's Warrior be in this race? But following C, he's like, hey, look how good I was last time out. Mind Control, Friends Fire. I mean, of course, you know all these Dr. Scheibel, Shivel, Special Reserve, of course, ran well. Um, Flagstaff, Lexingtonian, CZ Rocket, all, you know, we know all these horses. Baby Yoda, Aloha West, Viteris Sky, Mooch, I'll, I'll throw in Mucho just because, you know, he's on there. But, point being, Jackie's Warrior, it's kind of like all year has been like, well, how'd they do against Jackie's Warrior? Oh, they ran, you know, they got beat by 20, you know, and they came back to win. Wow, they must be pretty good. Jackie's Warrior has been the measuring stick all year, well, at least most of the year. It's hard to see him getting beat here. I just think he's too good i mean he he has been so good this year uh i do think he's the more likely one of life is good in him i think he is the more likely one because i do think there are some horses in here that can trip him up if he doesn't run quite that a effort um you know this horse has just been so damn good all year and, and that field that he beat uh in the jerkins man and they've just come back to all run well i think his one of his biggest challengers is following c and he beat him by nine in that race of course, following C comes back to win last weekend. Uh, but no, I, I'm pounding Jackie's warrior here. I, I think this horse is just really, really special. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I get like, you, someone saw a, a comment earlier. It's like, hey, you know, if the horse got beat by drain the clock, that means he's beatable. True, but he's just, I mean, he's just been firing on all cylinders right now like I just don't like he's cruising and he's dominating these races and and he's shown that he can be versatile he showed it with life is good um he's shown that he can can obviously go fast like he's just he's the perfect sprinter I mean he can go really really fast and just pretty much kill a a, a race because 
anybody that goes with them is done. Anybody that is they're they're too far back to make any kind of run, or they have to stay close enough to where they don't have that kind of final kind of kick that they normally would have in a you know for a closer. So to me, I just it's I'm having a hard time coming up the way he gets beat here. He's he's shown me a lot through the last few races that he can kind of sit off, and I'm, he's not a closer by any means, but he can sit off a horse if they go fast early. I thought that was that was really big to see. Uh, yeah, I mean because you know what, it's it's really really tough to take uh, the sprint field gate to wire. I don't think he'll try to do that though. I, I think. You know, look what when life is good shot out there in the jerkins you know jackie's warrior set off uh he kind of set off for a minute at parks until they just decided well he's way faster than these let's just take the lead so i i think he's versatile enough to get the job done i i i, I just love this horse he has been so so good this year what do you think of this comment he's a he's uh this is belmont saratoga jackie's huge single not anywhere else uh he swings around the white to turn wide and someone will come through the inside. God. What are you... It's insanity. <laughs> yeah. That's... I mean, it, to me, it's like, if you think... It, it, like To me, it's like, okay, following C seems like the horse that's most logical to beat him. And he just annihilated this horse. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that long ago where following C was an afterthought. And so it just... I, I don't... I'm having a hard time coming up with uh, Jackie's Warrior will have to run like a C D maybe a D race to get beat. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if he runs like a C race, he could lose, right? I mean, but because because the field is pretty tough. But I mean, I just I don't I don't see any way that that, that he loses if he shows up with the A race. That's that. This is crazy. No, I mean, go go watch the Jerkins. He wins up the rail. Like, I, I don't know where you're getting that. I mean, he swings wide in races where he's four or five ahead of the field, and that's what they always do with those kind of races. They stay wide and just keep him out of trouble. But no, I mean, he can win on the inside. I, I don't, I don't know where you're getting that. I mean, the comment of hey, he hasn't been at Belmont, or or, or he hasn't been over the track at Del Mar. Yeah, I mean that that's true, but that's going to be true of a lot of the runners. Uh, you know, that's the thing, and I can't can't worry about that too much. Yeah. So it's it's the, is a fear. Is there any fear in you with Dr. Scheibel? This is a horse that you know you and I tried to beat last time out. Proved us wrong. Horse has been very very good. Goes to the front, kind of similar to Jackie's Warrior. Has just kind of keeps winning. Kind of keeps getting better and better. Like obviously the race is at Del Mar. The horse has won at Del Mar. You know, is it a is it a situation that you start to fear this horse that maybe we don't know how good he is? I think he's the one that maybe has, you know, the most upside that could be ready to run a big race. It's third off the layoff as well. Uh, well the horse, the horse just doesn't lose, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think if there's one that you're going to play other than, than Jackie here, you're going to try to beat a horse. I think that one does make a little bit of sense. I, I don't hate that. Um the problem is he just hasn't shown us, you know, that that big time performance that it's going to take that big speed figure that it's going to, you know, you would you would assume take. But if you're going to play horses with home track advantages, certainly one of them, right? He's looked awfully good over this track. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that, in terms of when you're, when you're talking, like you said, home field advantages, he's the one where you're like, you kind of might have to take. It's some some sort of like okay maybe this horse 
and again, it's like kind of the new shooter, so to speak, hasn't hasn't ever faced a horse like uh, uh, like Jackie's Warrior. So we, you know, he's like, well, maybe you don't know. So maybe that's worth a shot if you're going to throw that horse on. You'd sure hate to get like if following C beats you. Not, I'm not saying you don't use following C. Maybe you do still. But if you if following C beats you, you're kind of like, ah, listen, Jackie beat the hell out of him last time, and I, so I don't know. Like, yeah. I, if 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 Dr. Scheibel beats you, you're kind of like, well, that was kind of stupid because the horse, we didn't really know how good he is. He all he does is win. He loves obviously Del Mar, so that's kind of on you. So I, I think that's the one horse that you kind of have to be play a little bit defensively. Yeah. All right, let's let's move to the uh, let's go to the Fanduel Mile on uh, Saturday, of course, at the Breeders' Cup. I mean, I, I texted you when we were getting ready for the show, and I was like, is Mo Forza really about to be the favorite of this race? And not to say he shouldn't be, but it just seems like he's kind of been under the radar, not really got a ton of respect being a West Coast horse riding, you know, kind of smaller-ish races. Not obviously, you know, he's not winning at Saratoga or anything like that, but kind of feels like we are laughing. Mean, Raging Bull has, has had every opportunity to be that horse, right? Um, God Stormy had the opportunity, and it's like can't depend on her. So it's like maybe it is Mo Forza. Likes the track, West Coast horse, Peter Miller, like maybe it is him. I, I have to go against, <laughs> you know, you look at all these mile races this year on the turf, yeah, they're, they're just wacky results. You look at Keeneland uh, last week in the Keeneland turf mile, you know, in love wasn't absolutely impossible to get to. I'm not saying the horse was impossible to get to at the same time. A lot of the horses that you thought were a little bit better than maybe in love just didn't run. Or even if you really liked in love and you thought, well, here's some challengers. None of your challengers really <laughs> ran. And so, you know, she gets uh, or he, he gets a nice win. I I have to go against Mo Forza here just for the fact that I, I just feel like this has price written all over it. Uh, another one I haven't don't have, really have a strong opinion yet on who I am going to land on, but I don't think it'll be the favorite. Yeah. I'm with you here. I mean, I think Mo Forza des- probably deserves to be the favorite. I mean, this horse has been, you know, has been very good and kind of always finds a way to win, it feels like. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, it feels like it could be any of them. I mean, Ivar or Raging Bull could come up, step up, and run huge, or, you know, Smooth Like Straight or God Stormy or whatever. Like, the list goes on. And I think it's that kind of race. Like, it's there's no uni in here. Um, even got Stormy coming in here at that like it's not like that was uh, a couple years ago. Like I don't know, it just feels like the kind of race you, you got. You need to take a shot and like be very deep. And this is going to be one of the. I imagine that usually it is like it's like the last you know it's in the pick four, late pick four, late pick five, somewhere in there. So you're gonna want to be alive. You want to get through this race, whereas you could have smaller ish um, uh, tickets or or legs. Would it be the distaff, the turf, or the classic things like that? Of course, the sprint. Um, so yeah, I think this is the kind of race that you fade the favorite. Yeah, no doubt. I it's I, I haven't been able to predict one of these turf miles right all year. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe this is the race you pick Gut Stormy because you, you always you, you can't get her right, and maybe this is the one where you say you finally get back. I, I don't see it, but. She, I mean, she like that's the other thing about this race. It's so tricky. They've all shown like those one performances that have been good enough to win it, right? Yeah. You know, God Stormy has been awesome at times. Raging Bull has shown that he can win. I mean, it's for Chad Brown. Like, it wouldn't like if he came and won a race like this, wouldn't be shocking at all. So, 
you know, Mo Forza, maybe, I mean, maybe he's dominant again, or maybe he does just enough because this field's not great. Like, I, I think you have to go plenty. Like, I, you have to go five, six, seven deep here. Yeah, I mean, and it's, I, I say I haven't got these right. I've gotten Mo Forza right both times, but I don't even really count California races on the turf into that <laughs> discussion. So it's positive that I've got him right, but it's negative that it's like, yeah, I don't really count those when we do this, you know? <laughs> All right, let's get to the big three here. The big three final races of the Breeders' Cup, of course, is the Distaff, the Turf, and the Classic, the Distaff. We talked about Latruska uh, earlier on the opening. Has really, well, literally, she's done nothing wrong um, at all. Six wins, uh, seven starts this year. She's been, she's rattled off, you know, five in a row, five wins in a row, including the Jumont Spencer Spencer last time out, Purcell Linson, Florida Lee, Stockton Phipps, Apple Blossom. Um, her one loss was to uh, to uh, Monomal Girl in Missouri. So I, she, it's like one of those one of those horses, and I, I'll I'll jump it to you, man, because you're you've been very adamant about going against her. She's gonna be the favorite. We know this. You know, she's gonna face the likes of She Dares the Devil. I mean, I guess She Dares the Devil, Private Mission. Maybe, um, I, I assume, Clarier, Malathot. To me, well, actually, I'll give it to you first. You're, you're, you want to try to beat her. Are you going to try to beat her? Well, just to clarify, uh, that was She Dares the Devil that beat Latruska in the Azari, and then Latruska came back and actually oh, beat Monomoy Girl in the Apple Blossom. In the Apple so, Blossom, that's right. That's yeah, right. so it was... So it, how it was she how shocking... Go ahead. That's insane. Was this insane? That She Dares the Devil was able to beat her, or that she beat Monomoy Girl? <laughs> yeah. Well, both. I mean, both. I guess. I mean, I guess I I, I remember it wrong because it's just hard to believe that She Dares the Devil actually was able to to beat it, her. It's it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, I this one is this one is going to be the biggest like game time decision for me because I really don't want to pick against Latruska. I don't, but. I just feel like she's due to lose, you know? And I just, I can't get the personal incident out of my head. When she faced that pace pressure that day, she was stopping, but there was just shit behind her and nobody could come get her. And I just have it in my head, hey, if she gets that again, say from a private mission, say private missions out there and just runs with her early, maybe she's there's the devil, maybe Malathot, maybe a couple of them can kind of sit and pounce at the right time, you know? Um, I'm gonna go fade for now. I, I'm I'm very iffy on that though. Uh, when when, it, when the chips are down, am I gonna have the guts to do it? And, are, and it's just like, are you really gonna like like last week for a second? I was like, yeah, I'll try to beat her. And it's like, are you really gonna be that dumb? Like, why are you doing that? And, and maybe that's how I'll see it once the fields actually get set. But as of right now, I do have her as a fade. I have her as a fade as well, Latruska. I just because I don't. Like, I feel like Malthot's sitting there, like, I mean, she's not done much of anything wrong. And it's kind of like, well, maybe she's got the ability to run her down or at least, you know, kind of wheel, wheel her down because she does have that kind of running style. Um, you know, private mission is, you know, interesting in terms of just a play that might, like, it kind of feels like, and I, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I completely uh, disagree with this with Mark. Like, if you have similar, like, similar thoughts about Nick's go, I don't, I don't think Nick's go. As far, I mean, I think Nick's go is speed is just elite speed. And I, I mean, I think Latrusca is fast, but I don't think she's like elite. 
Like, I, I think you can run with her. Private Mission certainly can run with her, I think. I agree. I don't look at her quite the same as like that ticking time bomb of Nick's go. So I do agree with that. I I got to put this up and you, you will just, oh, you're going to hate me if I have this horse on top. But I kind of think She Dares the Devil is the one that can beat her. I really do because he, she, she's won at this track. This is her best distance. And Cox just has a way of getting these horses to run their biggest races on the biggest days. You know, she dares the devil that Kentucky Oaks race was so huge. And it's like that came out of nowhere. Well, he just had her ready to pop somehow that day. If he, if she shows up with that kind of effort, she has the talent to run her down. And that's, that's the one that I think is the most dangerous one. I, I think private mission is interesting, but at the same time, I think her game is the same as Latruska's, and I don't think she's going to beat her at her own game. Now, let's not forget this, and I'm not saying she can do it, and I don't think she's going to, frankly, at all, but Bonnie South was running. She was running late, man, in the in, in the in the personal incident, man. Like, she was like, she made it too close. And I'm not saying, I'm not she, saying she's going to do it. I don't think she's going to, but the point is, is like, if Latruska got that close to Bonnie South running her down, what happens when you have Malathot and you've got, I'll give you She Dares the Devil. You've got obviously the, the toughest race probably of her career. Like it just feels like it might be just enough to put her as a play against. That's my, that's the race I can't get out of my head. Bonnie South was running in the personal incident with a shot when she had faced, when she went a mile and an eighth and she faced pressure. And these horses are better than Bonnie South. Bonnie South would be like the fifth or sixth best horse in this race. Yeah. So it's just it just has me a little concerned. I you might be surprised. I, I won't I won't fight you on Cheetah the Devil. I won't know if I'll fight you on I might fight you on making her the top choice, but if we use her, I certainly don't think it's is crazy because I just I mean, she's obviously, like I said, I mean, she, it was so unbelievable that she beat, uh, that she, that she beat Latruska once. I didn't even remember it. I, yeah. I thought it had to have been Monomoy Girl because it's like, how could it have been, how could it have been the other Brad Cox horse, right? So yeah. th that's just it. Um, Clary Air, do you have any concerns with Clary Air in terms of like, cause she's capable of running well. Like she showed that she can do it, maybe. It's, it's an Asmussen horse that just keeps getting better and better late in a three-year-old year. I mean, I don't hate it. I, I don't think she's quite good enough, but I don't I don't absolutely hate it. I, I think she's more of an underneath shot. I, I just don't know if she's good enough to win a race like this, but um, had been been hard-knocking horse all year and ran her best race last time out in the Cotillion when she got yeah. that win finally, so. Yeah. And ran a huge race in Alabama, just got beat. But I mean, listen, it definitely. I guess the point of this is, is like, I feel like the longer we talk about this race, it feels like the it gets you keep mounting against Latruska a little bit in terms of like mate, like it's like maybe they don't all fire, but maybe one of them does enough to give her trouble to where one of them can jump up and beat her. You know, like yeah. I just maybe it's just enough of them teaming up on her so to speak um uh to get her beat just definitely like if she wins here though like i win or lose she's she's locked up this division like you uh yeah like you mentioned earlier all right this one was interesting for me because it's like we for a race like the turf you just don't know 
for sure who's going to be there and especially when it comes to the international side of things in which it makes it very tough to decide who you're going to play who's the favorite I, you and i kind of both agreed if she shows tarnal is probably going to go off as the favorite but we'll see uh obviously she lost last time out how are you i guess do you agree I, i'm assuming you tarnal but this is not you know we've we've pressed some opinions in this race in the past you know we've made a lot of money in the in the turf in the past because it's you the, the best horses come here but it's right now you're kind of like even if Tornado shows up, I mean, sure, I imagine we'll play her, but you may don't feel the same way as you did last year about her. Do you think anybody or everybody, for that matter, has forgotten about domestic spending? Like, is that possible that we could get like six to one on that horse? I, I, he feel to me, it started off at like three to one, and then it went to five to one, and now it's flirting with that six to one because it does. No one's you literally no, no one's talking about this horse at all. Tarnawa has been the background on one of my computer screens for a year now, almost a year. We're coming up on a year, I guess, the Breeders' Cup. And certainly a horse of there's like no chance I'll let her beat me. And uh, I will be a deserving favorite. And, you know, I don't know if I could get off of her or not here. Uh, I think she'll win. But is it kind of just like, you know, if we can get domestic spending at a bigger price uh, than we really think he should be, which I think six to one would be uh, unreal. It almost is like it kind of just forces your hand to take a shot with it. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. I, now, listen, I think Tarnawa is way the horse to beat. going to be really tough, but, you know, domestic spending is just a horse everybody's just seemed to have forgotten about. And, you know, I, I, I think that's one that I'm going to have to look at pretty hard. So right now, I will call it a fade. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the race shapes up. We'll see who actually enters. You know, uh, when was that race? The 14th of August. He's worked this horse, uh, you know, five times, domestic spending, five times since that loss at Arlington. Um, the horse has been, I mean, the last work was last week, you know. He's been working the horse at Belmont Park this whole time. So, like, you know, you know he's going to be locked and loaded, ready to go. Domestic spending, that is. You know, like, he's gonna, we're going to see him him have that run. I I do wonder how good, like, if Tarnal is there, like, I just, it, I, it's got to be the one to beat, right? Like, I, I definitely think, and there's no way we're not, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to fight you on, on using, on using her whatsoever. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it, you know she, it's she's kind of been a tough luck, you know, a little bit as far as kind of been run either overseas and has ran well. You look at over here, of course, last time on the pre, in the in the in the uh, the arc, been a second just couldn't wasn't quite good enough. I mean, getting second in the arc is nothing to sneeze at, right? So if she shows up, to me, it's like, well, she did it last year, she can do it again. But domestic spending at would you play turn if, if Tarnala is eight to five and domestics at five to one? Who would you play to win? Tarnala. I think when the chips are down, she's just a little bit better. I really. She's do. got a better turn of foot, and I think domestics got a hell of a turn. Yeah, of foot, but she's just something pretty special. I, I at eight to five, I'd still take her. Now, if she was, I don't know. 
I, I, yeah, I think I think in the end I'll probably have to take her. She just, you know, I, I picked her to win the arc, so she should. And she finished second and almost won the thing <laughs> in a swamp. So surely she'll come over here and win this, right? Um, yeah, I I, I yeah, think she's gonna be awful tough. But you know, she's ran a, a couple of really hard races and lost. Maybe she didn't show up with her best effort here. Well, I mean, if you if you put it that way, if you put it like I picked her to win the arc, she ran well just you know just got beat but ran a good race and now she shows up to the breeders cup against a field that we're like not as far as the u.s goes besides domestic spinning who are you excited about you gotta how do you not pick her you know i mean <laughs> but i mean if, if she just if things change a little bit in the arc and she wins i mean hell out definitely how do you not pick her so um yeah now i i, do, I mean i'm gonna say and, and nick says the same thing like if, if domestic's in the race Pratt jumps on. I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be really hard for me. It, you're sitting there, you're looking at five to one, Pratt and Chad Brown with domestic spinning. It's gonna be hard not to pick domestic spinning. Uh, really yeah. hard. And honestly, we need Tarnal to show up in order to get that price. You know, yeah. so you're you're gonna it's you're gonna have to have a good Euro, whether it be Tarnal or someone else, to show up in order to get um anywhere in that ballpark of, of five to one because if you're if you're going low if you're going five to two or something on domestic that seems a little low for a horse that we haven't seen since august um but you gotta know if she if he shows up chad will have him ready all right let's go this is obviously the the one uh definitely we're talking about the one that uh is the most exciting race of the of the entire probably the most probably the best race of the year frankly and that, of course, is the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic favorite. It's going to be close, but I think it's Nick's go as the favorite. Um, it's good to be Chad or good to be uh, Brad Cox. You got Nick's go, Central Quality. You're going to be one, your one, two choices in the Classic. Of course, Hot Rod Charlie, Medina Spirit, Maxfield, Max Player, Art Collector, Mister. I, mean, I don't think Mister. is going to run in that uh, Triple E. Touch Post is out. Uh, Express Train. I mean. Okay, so Nick's go. Nick's go is the favorite. We've established that. I think you agree. Nick's go will go off as the favorite. I've I've faded. I don't know if we we've, we've mentioned. Uh, did I mention? I fade. Oh, I did. Tarnala. You. I put Tarnala as the favorite, and I've put a fade. You said you were going to pound. Yeah, I talked myself into saying pound by the end of that. Okay. I said fade to begin. But... I put fade just because of domestic spending. We'll see where I go with that. So Tarnala. Uh, Nick's go is the favorite, and I put pound what do you think I, I don't know i've just kind of felt from for a while now i think this is a central qualities race uh, so i think i think it's the two big grays for for brad I, I don't think anybody else is quite good enough i just you know jared i i love both of them you know that uh and i and horses like nicks go i just get such a kick out of watching right but i just like the fact that essential quality w will do whatever they ask him to do Whatever they ask that horse to do, he's up for the task and he'll do it. I, I just hope that Nixco faces pressure. Uh, that's going to be the key. Uh, I think the extra furlong, if he faces any pressure up front, I think Essential Quality will come get him. So I'm going to cop out kind of like I did with the Juvenile Phillies race. I think it's going to be one of the two. So I don't think that's a true fade. I'm not trying to take a long shot in here. But I don't know that I will pick Nick's go to win this race. It's just kind of going to depend how it sets up. It's, uh, I mean, it's 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 an it's an insane race. 
I mean, it is it is unbelievably an exciting race that you've got yep. horse of the year on the line with Nick's Go, Central Quality, even Hot Rod can, can make a case. Medina Spirit, I guess, could make a case. Um, I, I agree. Like, I, as much as I love Hot Rod Charlie, it, it seems hard. I don't know. Like, he's not going to, he's going to have to have two horses, his, the two best horses that he's going to, you know, Hot Rod or uh, Nick's Go and Essential Quality. So you're going to say Brad Cox's one, two choices in the classic are going to have to, like, falter in order for Hot Rod to win. I, it could happen. Hot Rod's been great. He's the most well. I would say he's the most. He's 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 extremely consistent horse, just like the horse that's been beating him at such a quality. Like he's super super consistent. So you know he's going to run his race. It just when it comes push comes to shove, we saw it in the Belmont. He might just be a tad bit uh, less talented than at such a quality. I'm, my fear, my fear with Hot Rod is what they do with him. Like, what trip does he work out? Does he sit just behind Nick's go? He can't really do that unless there's another horse out there with Nick's go. And so maybe that's, I don't know, Medina Spirit, maybe. Uh, so if that happens and he sits behind those two and they go too fast, he is kind of sitting that that catbird seat there, so to speak, where he can jump up and be get first run and then, he, and then essential quality is going to have to kind of get it. I mean, and that would be ideal. The problem I fear is if Medina Spirit doesn't do that job and he kind of sits, it's like then Hot Rod is kind of forced to go. I do think he has enough early speed to get near Nick's go and kind of press him. And then what's that going to do to him down the lane if that happens? I'm, I'm just really worried about his trip. Um, he's just been progressing so well all year. He He's he's just like Essential Quality in that fact that he's just getting better and better, you know? Um, so yeah, I think Hot Rod is a logical alternative. Alternative, I just worry: Are you going to be too close to that monster up there, Nick's Go? I mean, because the one thing we all know, and Nick's Go is going to win or he's going to finish off the board. I, there's no in between with him, because right. the only way I, to me that he loses is if he's pressured and he just quits. So I, I think he's he wins or he's off. The thing about Nick's Go is, yeah, like you say, he's he's an all or nothing type of horse. Like he he can be he can go and out there and just he could easily romp in the, this classic, and it'd be like, well, he's just a beast. I mean, or you could know kind of similar to the Met Mile. We're like, it ain't happened today, boys. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be one or two. Is there any case that you can make other than him simply not running? like not running well or missing the break completely like falling down <laughs> like is there any case that hot rod charlie's on the lead in this race alone yeah i mean i think if he draws inside of nick's go and and, and like you said nick's has a little bit of trouble i could see it the problem the problem <laughs> it's crazy watch the replays and you'll see exactly what i'm saying the problem with nick's go when you're on the straightaways you're kind of near him, right? And it's like, oh, he's not going to get an easy lead. I just haven't seen a horse that can run with him on the turns. He makes the turns, and he's just like six mm-hmm. ahead of you. But all of a sudden, you're looking around, and you're like, he got away from us. How did that happen? We were right there with him. Um, and then he's gone. And and that's kind of the thing. So say he has a bad break or he doesn't do that well. Well, he doesn't really blow you away on the stretches anyway. As long as he gets collected and gets some kind of uh, you know uh, position, He's probably going to be in first around the turn once you get to the backside. So, 
no, I, I think he, there's just no doubt he's he's on the lead, and it's just going to be catch me if you can. And the more I sit here and think about it, it it's it's just going to be super hard for anybody to to really catch him. If I'm, you, you know, Doug O'Neill or you know, I, I don't know, maybe Bob Baffert. I don't know. Maybe he does have the rabbit Medina spirit. I would I would just throw rabbits in the race and just try that. Like I, I just think that's the best way to beat it. Yeah, because because. And you might be, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Well, nobody can run with him. Well, if you just ride the shit out of one that has no chance to win and just get right up next to well, him, maybe you can soften him up for a while, you know? I mean, I, I don't, don't know. think that they can run with him, but I think the, your point is, and I think you're right, if so, like, he's not going to let a horse get past him. But if they're right uh-huh. there pushing him, pushing him, he's going to go faster. 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 And, ter- and when it gets to that top of the stretch, it's like, will he have anything left? So getting him in comfortable lead is the worst thing that could possibly happen to anybody else in this field. And, and that's the thing that they have to avoid. If he's three ahead up the backside, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, and the, the, You're just not the amazing be. thing about the, the turns story is that it's like, it's, it's one of the rare times I feel like that you can hear, talk, you know, whether it be, you know, we, we, I'd heard from some connections in terms of, you know, what Brad was saying. I've heard from Brad saying like, yeah, you know, like, how does it make any sense? Like, he can't, he f- fades in the Met Mile, but he, he extends, you know, going long. Like, how? It's like, well, he loves the turns. And 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 I, they told me that even before, and I'm like, what? Like, really? Like, because you think, like, that doesn't make any, you know, like, he surely, and then you, it, then it, you see it happen on paper. Then you see it with your yeah. eyes. Like, you see him extend leads in the turns and then enter the backstretch in the lead, like, you see it and it's it is it it literally happens and i don't it's just he's an agile kind of a it's not a huge horse he's not small but he's not huge at all so it's just very agile very quick and he just he's able to 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 kind of make those turns very very well so uh, to me to me i'll stick by him and i don't care who he's facing it's the same thing like i like i said I think I, you could say it in every race really like you know it's, you know you say it uh like in the whitney even where it's like we'll know really early in this race if he's gonna win yeah like the, the whitney was crazy they, they said before the belmont they're like ah, i don't know he doesn't really like you know that turns really wide at belmont and he really likes to run the turns and you're right we both said that's like the dumbest i i'm not listening to that. you know <laughs> and then he, he was awful <laughs> And then you you watch that Whitney, and it's like, why did they pull Swiss Skydiver back? Like she was right there with them, and that's where she needed to be. They didn't. He just ran away from her, you yeah. know, on the turn. So, yeah, it's this horse is just kind of he just kind of freaky when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's gonna take a. It's just gonna take, and I I really mean it. It's just gonna take a freaking rabbit. It really is, and I I I, I like. There were five horses in the Whitney. It's like Asmussen, you got 50 horses up at Saratoga. Throw one in there. Try to set it up for Silver State. Like, what is the problem? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if anybody actually goes with it this time. Uh, Nick Nick asks, is there any other horse you can remember like Nick's go? Like when he's a two-year-old, he wins at huge odds, runs well in the juvenile at huge odds, disappears as a three-year-old, and he's pretty much like he could have... You, you, could, he could disappear and you would have never known about you know you'd have forgotten about him and now he's an absolute freak he won the pegasus world cup he won the whitney and now he's going to be the classic favorite and if he wins the classic he's horse of the year like it's insane 
The, the short answer, Nick, is no. I've never seen anything like it. This, you said it, this horse was a joke. Just a joke. We laughed about how bad this horse was as a three-year-old. And now he's here. It's, I've never seen anything like it. It's incredible. He'd gotten so bad that they ran him in a turf stakes race at Churchill in 2019. Yeah. Where he finished 10th. Yeah. And well, he couldn't, like, I think it was a super derby he couldn't mm -hmm. even win. Super derby, he finished 4th. Yeah. He got a second in an allowance at Keelan after that. Then they ran in the turf, and yeah. he was awful. I don't know. Was that? I have to look. Is that was that allowance on the turf? Did they try him on the on the turf? Uh, I don't think so. No, it was on the turf. No, I don't um, think so. Looking at bikinis, beat him that day. How about that? So, so but you know, did, did he switch? To, did he switch to Brad Cox after the Commonwealth turf? Because he he wasn't seen since 2019. Yeah, and then Oakland, he, he kicked. Yeah, because he was at Oakland with Brad Cox. Yep. Wins that, wins another allowance at Keelan, wins the turf. <laughs> By the way, ran in February, ran in November, ran in or just ran in October, ran in November to win the, the Breeders' Cup. Won the yeah. Pegasus off of that. Goes to Saudi. We know what happened there. Awful in the Met Mile. Then he hasn't lost since. Well, I remember when he was getting ready to run that Oakland race. I was like, oh God, really? Nick's go. Come on, like he's back. And I know some guys that have like private clockers at Oakland and I got a text. He said, Hey, definitely bet Nick's go. I was like, guys, come on. He's like, no, bet him. He's, he's back. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's oh, back. Okay. Well, it's Brad Cox. So maybe and he's like, no, they, they've been watching this horse work and he, he's a monster. Okay. And I trusted him and it, it worked out. And like I said, this reels off four straight wins in and in the Pegasus. So I, I didn't see that coming, but yeah. But, so, I mean, they identified it, the clockers to the Oakland. So well, take that for what it's worth and, and speculate however you want. That's that's not my decision. That's y'all. You can do whatever you want with that. <laughs> I, I just, I think he's, I mean, I, I love that. I just, I love, like I love so much about how he runs and, and I just think he's, he's a pound for me. And, and I think, if there's a horse that can beat him, it's essential quality, and he sits the perfect trip basically by allowing Hot Rod and Medina and whoever, if there's a rabbit that goes, push him enough to where essential yep. quality. Because I feel like if there's any horse that you can count on kind of wearing that horse down, at the end, it's essential quality. Like, I, it just, and he's shown up for every race, really. And it's really, frankly, amazing that he lost in the Derby. Like, he, you know, given what we know now, how he just consistently runs that race. So I, I think it's Nick's go. I think it's Brad Cox wins the classic. I really do. But uh, you, and I, you and I both, right? We're on uh, we're, we're pound town Nick's go. <laughs> so time we have checks out at racingdudes.com for our free picks. And of course, our premium selections on our products, products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes Premium button at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember, be on the lookout for that upcoming Breeders' Cup wagering guide. It will be available for pre-sale here in the next couple of days, so stay tuned for that. Look for an email as well. This sucker, I mean, we're, it's going to be it's going to be massive. We've we've already got the the cover of it built. It's going to obviously have a detailed analysis of every single Breeders' Cup race, of course, every race period on the on the two days at Friday and Saturday. Uh, the live bankroll will be back with Halterman and I. We'll be going, you know, we're going to really take some swings here because you're going to have to the way this is. So play the tickets exactly the way we're playing them all day, uh, both days at Del Mar. And Samich is going to do some article, uh, do an article in the guide as well about the BCBC. You know, he's going to be there. He's qualified. He's there. He'll be there uh, at Del Mar as well playing in that. 
he's going to give more of a tournament aspect. So if you're playing in tournaments, whether it be at, you know, at the event or if you're going to be playing online or whatever you're doing, he's going to give some takes on kind of how to play these Breeders' Cup races as it relates to tournaments. So that's a whole different insight as well. So stay tuned for that. And again, the Breeders' Cup Supplemental Agent Guide, of course, the, the 14 trends, that'll be out in the next week. So stay tuned for that as well. So lots coming out. Of course, tons of Breeders' Cup articles. RacingDudes.com is where you'll want to go. We are your destination site for all free horse racing picks and sports picks. We got that going right now. We have the uh, Thursday night game. It's uh, 21. I've been kind of watching in the background. Like the Eagles, dude, They, I, I'm surprised. Like Hertz has looked awful. He's not very good. He's played very, very well, but overall, he's just not that great. And yeah, they've been able to stop uh, Philadelphia tonight. Uh, you know, they've been able to, I should say, they've been able to stop the pass tonight. You know, after the first drive, Philadelphia hadn't done much. And of course, their defense, talking about the Eagles, they're just not great. And, and Tampa has a great offense. So they're just moving it up and down the field on them. Looks like this is going to be a blowout. Uh, <laughs> uh... Mark says, Jared sounds like the guy listening to Joe. I know. I've yeah. gotten so good at this. So, I mean, you got to think. We've done 520, what is this, 21 episodes. Uh, yeah. And we ran yeah. off the same shit at the end. So, it's, yeah. It's, you know, I, sometimes I see how fast I can go and how badly I can mess it up. You know, but if you, no one listens, that's the thing. You don't listen to that in the commercials. You're not listening to me right now. So, it's just kind of, I can say whatever I want. Uh, Go make sure you check out, uh, check us out on uh, Racing Dudes, Racing underscore Dudes on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out us. We're also uh, on all your podcast streaming services as well. For if you want the final version of this, go check it out after uh, this evening. And the Magic Mike Show, they did the late pick four, I believe, at Keelan on Saturday. So go check out the Magic Mike Show if you're looking for some actual picks for the weekend. Of course, RacingDudes.com has you covered. There as well. Final thoughts, Halsman, before we hear you for your sweet, sweet voice again. Um, yeah, not, I mean, I thought this was a, a this was a fun show because I, it's we're really into the mode now. We've got all the preps done. So, final thoughts are, guys, uh, football season is is in full swing and it's been great. Uh, we got playoff baseball going on. The NHL is back, and we still got horse racing. You know, we got Keeneland and, and Belmont. So. Uh, those the and Santa Anita, those are the big three tracks running this weekend. So uh, it's it's gosh, it's just another good weekend coming up. Can't wait for it, man. Chiefs are in trouble. Let's just let's leave. Well, it yeah, there. they're not they're not very good. Chiefs are not good at all. No. It's uh yeah, it's not it's not pretty. Um, got annihilated no. by the Bills last week. Uh, I knew that game would be close, but not like that. Um. Even even Mahomes Mahomes had this statistically his second worst game as a starter. Yeah. Um, the Bills just it was a combination of the Bills shut him down and he just made a lot of really bad throws. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs defense couldn't stop Arkansas's offense. Uh, I certainly know they couldn't stop OU's offense. So I mean, they're you kind of have to lean on. They are I've, I've said it to you multiple times. They are like the twenty eighteen defense without the 2018 offense you know they just they don't have anything uh to move like just Mahomes. like this don't look very good they're not even the best team in the division right now well he's not the best quarterback in the division right now either nope. that's that's nope. the other thing um i think papa dude said it best how many how many games and how many times has Mahomes been superman and covered up a lot of the chiefs flaws and he's not doing it this year and now you see kind of what the chiefs are as a whole um is it a situation where Tampa kind of 
gave everybody the blueprint of how to kind of stop him. And that's just kind of what's happened. I mean, he also said, he made a good point. He's like, you know, teams are, are able to take Tyreek out of it, make them drive it. And they're, they're, they're making mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where in the past, it's just like Tyreek down there somewhere, throw it touchdown, you know, yep. it just hasn't happened as much this season. So they, they got to get it going. Uh, it's a long season, but they're not a very good team, and they haven't been all year. Yeah, I agree. I saw there was a Mark says someone tell the Chiefs defense football season started already. Uh, I saw yeah. there was a, a follow of course, just like you know how you are with your OU. Like I follow all the different kinds of message boards and fan groups and stuff. The Chiefs and like someone had started a a, a GoFundMe page to buy out Sorensen's contract <laughs> so he could get, get off the team. I mean, that's the sad part. Is not only are we like. Like, you have a couple good guys on defense, but we have no, like, even if you had the perfect scheme, you don't, we don't have the players to pull it off. <laughs> that's the, that's the very simple part of it. Like, Sorensen is not the answer. I mean, Sorensen wouldn't start on like 95% of NFL teams, and he's been starting with the Chiefs for a long time. So it's, it's, uh, it's bad. It's bad. But, uh, you know what? This is it. This right here, there's a, there's like a five game run here. Chiefs next five games. This is like this is the make or break part of the season. They're winnable games, other than Green Bay. That could be that could probably go either way, I guess. But they're very winnable games. They've had a tough start to the division or start to the year in terms of. I mean, they played good teams, right? They've had a very good schedule. So this is the time of the year. Like you've got to you got to rattle off some wins to make a case at least to even get to the wild card at this point. Otherwise, it, it ain't happening. So all right, I'm gonna have to jump on your show. Bet so I can get all that off my chest so people don't listen to that shit here. All right, listen, we'll be back next week. More Breeders' Cup talk. Stay tuned. I'm Jared Welch. He is Aaron Halterman. Look this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. (laughs) 